What's going on, everybody? Welcome. Bienvenidos. Uh, Leadership Lean In, the podcast. Thank you so much for leaning in to the subject of leadership. We are all trying to get a little bit better. We're going to jump right into the content in just a moment. I have an amazing guest, but I want you to right now make sure you subscribe on YouTube, on Spotify, Apple, however you consume this podcast. Subscribe, and I want to say thank you to every person that has posted about this, shared about it. Make sure you save it. Make sure you comment. Be a part of the tribe. I don't, I don't know if you heard this, but we just named the Leadership Lean-In tribe, community, group. We are the leaners. I, I almost wanted to go into lean, lean with it, rock with it. I won't because we're, we're, we're going to jump into the content. But thank you sincerely on behalf of our team that puts this podcast together. We are working hard. We are, we are delivering every other week a brand new podcast and a leadership email to go along with it, a thought for you to get a little bit better. Okay, I have with me today, he is a six-time best-selling author, He has grown multiple companies to be over $100 million companies. He is a brand strategist. He is an expert. Really, his background is in health and nutrition and uh, has started a podcast. You need to check this podcast out. It's called Born to Impact and uh, really has a great leadership mind and uh, someone I learned from a lot. I am honored to have with me all the way from Super Bowl champion town, title town, Tampa Bay, uh, Florida with me is none other than Joel Marion. It's going to be jumping in. You are going to love this conversation and take so many good truths out of it. So right now, wherever you're at, if you're on your run, keep running. But if you're able to, clap and welcome. Here we go. We're going to go with Joel Marion. Check this out. Hey, what's going on, my man? What's up, buddy? Great to see you, man. <laughs> a pleasure to be here, as always. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me from your Super Bowl champion city. Congratulations. Yes. Hey, uh, it's, it's it's been a long time for Tampa Bay, and so we're, we're excited to get one. You know, um, it's, it's always nice. Uh, this year for Tampa Bay sports has been something else, right? We had uh, the Lightning right. won the Stanley Cup. Right. We had the Rays, who were in the World Series, right? Um, very close to winning that, and then uh, you know we had the Super Bowl, so Super Bowl champions. So it's been and a pretty I- good year for Tampa. Despite COVID, I don't know. I guess you know we need more <laughs> pandemics for these guys to wake up and figure out how to play. Well, I think it's all because you live there. I think it's all because you know you're in the city. <laughs> the city is blessed because of you, your life, your leadership. So you know you don't have to take all the credit, but I'm giving you all of the credit. <laughs> Uh, I appreciate that, man. And uh, listen, anytime uh, the for those of you, and as a, as I'm sure um, you know, many many folks know, and they will know, uh, with our podcast, Born to Impact, you have been a perennial all star there. So anytime we get a chance to sit together and have a conversation, it's always going to be special. So I'm really looking forward to uh, wrapping it with you again today. Absolutely. Well. To all the leaners, we just got a, We just named our podcast crew here. That you know, there's the Beehive for Beyonce, and then there's the leaners for the leadership lean in. Uh, we are joined by uh, the great Joel Marion. Joel, you've made a tremendous impact on my life and my leadership. Uh, your generosity, your thoughts. I listen to what you say. You have built uh, multiple companies. And one of the things I really respect about you as you have built, uh, like you mentioned, Born to Impact, the podcast, the movement. 
uh, a group of people that are very hungry to learn, to grow, to listen, much like Leadership Lean In. So I want to talk to you right from the start. How, how do you build a great marketing strategy? Because you have not just built a great podcast, but you built great businesses. And I think when you start talking about marketing, email campaigns, I mean, I've taken your courses on this kind of stuff. Talk to me about marketing, the not only the power of it, but some strategy behind it. Sure. Yeah. Let's. I think a great place to start is to talk a little bit about the power behind it, because so many people who get into business, um, they have great ideas, original ideas. Uh, they can even have a great product, but if they don't have that marketing machine that's behind that idea or that product, the business is never going to succeed, and it's certainly not going to scale. At least, it's not going to be what it what it could be. Um, and unfortunately, that's probably, you know, you see, you, you hear about people who start restaurants and other businesses and stuff. I think the failure rate just in business in general is something like 80 to 90% of businesses don't survive, don't, don't work from, from starting it and idea inception. And that's, and that's businesses that actually takes it to the point of like filling out LLC paperwork and becoming an official wow. business, right? How many other people have ideas that they try, they try to get a little bit of uh, legs behind uh, and, and momentum. It feels like it's not happening and, and then they abort. And I think the biggest reason why is because, Marketing is not there. Um, mo- so many people, I see people that I came in, fit- uh, in the fitness industry, and so many people have great programs. These trainers, they're amazing trainers. You know, they they, they, they can go and they scientifically, they they can talk me. You know, just they know way more than I do right. ever could know about nutrition and the human body and all this stuff. And their program could be the best possible thing. It'd be the most scientifically sound program and all that. However, so many of them struggle financially and uh, with the ability to actually sell a product because they think, well, I have this product is amazing, but why people aren't buying it? Well, it's because you're not getting it in front of the right people right. and you're not in, in encouraging them in a way to that, that there's enough value there for them to say, okay, I'm going to sign up for that or I'm going right. to purchase that or I'm going to take my wallet out. And part with my money because I believe the value is there mm. for that it's worth it, right? So right. let's talk about strategies. Um, two things that I can recommend, and it's going to go beyond the scope of this call, but here are the two of the most important things that I can encourage anybody when it comes to marketing. The number one skill that I ever learned uh, that I could say has generated the probably almost all of the revenue that I've generated and, and, and how that trickles down to my own uh, personal family wealth and generational wealth and all of that is the skill and the art of uh, writing sales copy. It's mm. the words that you put. Now, I came from being an author uh, where I was writing for magazines and hundreds of articles published, and all kinds of different um you know, trade magazines and all the most popular ones, men's health, men's journal, women's health, um, muscle fitness, hers, muscle fitness, and, and uh, on down the line. I was on the training advisory board of men's fitness and I was thought I was a pretty good writer. And uh, for, for those types of publications, I guess I was. Uh, 
and, and it didn't start that way either. Anything you gotta you gotta work out. But I, I right. started by by uh, having loads of loads of articles and stuff projected. But anyway, um, just being a good writer is very different from being writing sales copy. It's it's persuasive copy that is going to actually move somebody. Great. Um, and check all those boxes for the logical buyers, for the emotional buyers. You know, to actually say that this makes a lot of sense logically. This is agitating some pain in me in some way that is causing me that there's urgency that I need to act. And I need to do this now. Right. And it's all those things that kind of go into where you sit down and you write sales copy to sell whatever it is you're selling, whether it's a book or whether it's a product or a service. Um, you need to have some sort of good uh, copy there that's going to entice somebody to part with their dollars that are in their wallet, that there's enough value there for, for them to, um, actually say, yes, I want to right. buy that, or I want to sign up and I believe enough in your coaching and your service, whatever it is that you're selling. And so learning the art of sales copy, and there's a bunch of good sales copy courses that you found on the internet. They're, they're, um, so there's great books that are on uh, persuasive writing and stuff like that. So I recommend that your listeners, if they're thinking about, or if they want to inject more conversions on their website or, or, um, even if it's a brick and mortar business or whatever, you have to bring somebody in with something. And and unless somebody is uh, thinking that it's important enough for them to part with their dollars, they're not going to end up. It could be the best right. product in the world. Right. People don't I love know, that. know about it or believe in it enough to say this can help me and change my life. The other the other question that people need to ask is what problem are you really solving? Mm. People pay. Good. other people and other businesses to solve their problems. Very good. And if there's not a big enough problem that your product is solving, that could also be one of the reasons why your business is struggling. I love because that. You're solving a problem that either too few people care about, or it's just, it's a problem that people, it's not enough for them to pay for a solution. You know, yep. the, the problem's too small. It's too, uh, I can, sure, if I fix that, my life would be 1% better, but it's not really that big of a deal. But right. then, then there's these big problems that people have, you know, like parents, how to become a better parent, right? That's that's a significant problem that people have. <laughs> right. how, do I, how do I deal with this problem child that I have and this behavior right. outburst and all that, right? And they want a solution and they want a solution yesterday. Yesterday. So one, I got to give them a great program but two i got to convince them with the words that i say or That's the great. words that i write on a website that i have a great solution for your problem and here's why my solution is better than everyone else's and that's the art of sales copy but think about you know before you go into a business how big is this problem that i'm trying to solve wow. you know if it's not big enough of a problem where not enough people care about it it's going to be very difficult to get that really get momentum in absolutely that I love that. I want to talk to you about uh, uh, branding a movement, See, because one of the things I think that you are genius at is, like you mentioned, all your thoughts here are fantastic on marketing, but you have built a tribe. And most of the leaners, most of the people on this podcast are leaders that are trying to build not just a great product, but a great tribe of people that have bought into the product and the movement together. It's bigger than the brand, so to speak. Mm -hmm, it's like mm -hmm. it's community now. How have you been able to do that? What are some thoughts that come to mind about building a great movement, building a tribe out of your brand? 
Yeah. So a couple things I think that we've done really well with Born to Impact. One, the first two episodes of it, we didn't just jump in and start interviewing people. The first two um, episodes, which are our most downloaded episodes, the most significant episodes that we've recorded, are what we call lay the groundwork or the foundation for the Born to Impact movement. I mean, that's what we were trying to do. It's awesome. We want to create a movement out of this, so we have to give people a framework to work with. If we just came in and people, okay, Born to Impact is kind of catch a mm-hmm. title, all right, and then we have amazing guests and amazing conversations, but really, what's the foundation of that? And that's what we did with episodes one and two. And they were the, it's called the five pillars of impact. And the first one, we'd go over, I think, three of them. And then in the second episode, we go over the remaining two. So we had this foundation. And, and this kind of goes back to the marketing conversation as well, because you have to have good marketing to create a movement as well. Right? It's, yeah. if, if, you, if the marketing is out there, it's going to be really hard to get people excited about what it is you're doing. But for us, we've, we had this foundation, the five pillars of impact. They all begin with the letter P, so they're easy to remember. Okay. And we outlined them and we told, uh, we got very, uh, basically we followed the five pillars of impact in how we approached the episodes. So here, mm-hmm. here, here they are. The five pillars of impact are passion. Number one, you have to be passionate about what it is you're doing mm-hmm. in order to have an impact. You can't just be doing something that one, you can't have an impact doing something you hate. <laughs> and you cannot you cannot have an impact doing something you only tolerate. Right. Right. Which unfortunately is what a lot of people settle settle into. Right. I'm not saying being an entrepreneur is for everyone, but at least you should be in a role that you truly love yes. and enjoy what you're doing. Right. Or you're or, or it's, it's being fed by your passion. So we're talking about how do you how do you have impact? One, number one, passion has to be there. Can't can't be uh, make impact doing something you hate, can't do do something only that you only tolerate. It's a ceiling there. When you're really passionate, that's when you can have maximum impact. Great. Second one is pure motives, or you know, in parentheses, we have authenticity. So what do we do in the episodes? We got really authentic. We start sharing personal, even damaging stories about Great. our past and how we got it wrong in certain areas, or some really personal triumph stories that we had. So passion, pure motives. Then we have um, patience. Mm. Smart. It's not going to happen overnight, and people nope. need to understand that. Keep right? working it. You, yep. you, you're not just going to listen to turn on Born to Impact one day, or turn on Leadership Lean In, listen to a couple episodes, and then the next, the, you know, next thing you know, you got you're the best leader out there, and you got a booming business. Right? It's it's not going to happen that way. It's going to take nope. time. You got to be patient. Okay. Four proficiency. It's not enough to be passionate about something. You actually got to be good at it. Right. right? You can't have an impact. I'm really passionate. Let's say I'm really passionate about singing and music. Let's say I'm really passionate about music, okay? But I'm a terrible singer. Mm. How much impact can I possibly have mm. doing that? Very little, unless I take voice lessons, become a much better singer, right? Or right. maybe I'm really passionate about music, but my calling is not to be a mm. musician. Maybe my yep. calling is to work somewhere in the, on the production side or something like that, right? So, so how can I work within my passion, but also work in a realm that I'm actually have skills at or or that I'm building skills at, right? So proficiency. And then the last one is perseverance. Kind of goes with Mm -hmm. patience and perseverance. I put them hand in hand because Mm -hmm. it's not going to happen overnight. And guess what? Get ready for it to be challenging. 
Yeah. Get ready for <laughs> obstacles to arise. Right. Right? If you think back at when you started Zoe Church and everyone looks at, okay, Chad Veach, Leadership Lean, and, and Zoe Church, and it's booming, and thousands of people, and you've got celebrities coming through the doors, you've got People Magazine articles when it's Easter, and all this stuff that's going on, right? And people say, man, Chad's real, must be nice, right? Or it's, uh, you know, Chad's lucky man. And you're blessed, but you put in the work. You started from zero. You moved when you told your right. story on our podcast where you moved from right. where you moved to LA um, after everything that was going on with your daughter that, that delayed that. And then you started at pretty much zero. Your family, right? And then right. you had to link arms with some other people and then you had to build it and build it and build it. Patience. But how many obstacles did you run Man. into as you were building that? Constant. Constant obstacles that you had to figure out solutions to, right? right. So... That's what we did. We built the foundation. So people who listen to the podcast, we every single time we we um, go into a new episode, we always say, hey, if you're new, make sure you go back and listen to episode one and two. That's this is really going to be a great cool. conversation. This is going to be a great conversation. But if you don't have the foundation of what we're all about here, it's, it's just going to kind of be a lot of noise. But when you understand the five Ps, you're going to listen to this episode and the next episode and the next episode with different perspective. Because you're going to say, oh, there's passion, oh, pure motives. Okay, there's perseverance in that person's story, right. and you understand why these people are having impact. And the best and the biggest thing that I could say, and it's going to sound um, not rocket science, but it's a great reminder. The number one way you create a movement is to make it bigger than yourself, meaning it really needs to be about who you're serving. That's it. If if it's about me, if I just got in there and tell about how great I am and all everything that I accomplished and all this stuff, and hey, you can impact like me, but I didn't even give any resources or tools on how to do that. And I just said, hey, guess what? You know, hey, guys, I, uh, I started a business and here's where I'm at today. And I didn't tell the backstory of all the pain and all the struggle that I that I went through. Why am I doing all that? I'm doing it because I want to encourage other people right. to Following my footsteps, learn from some of the things and the mistakes yep. that I've made along the way. Learn from these guests that we're bringing on. Right. And the whole reason that we're doing this podcast is for you. To empower Another you. thing, right, to empower them. It's all about the listeners. Another thing that I think is powerful and why, um, and again, this goes right along with pure motives and authenticity, is we don't monetize a podcast in any way. I have other businesses that, that obviously are for-profit businesses, but the... Um, Podcast is uh, is a non for profit. It's it's actually a a meaning not for profit. Meaning we lose money, right? It costs right. money to produce the episodes, and we don't we have no income that's being generated from it. It's all goodwill. Right. It's right. all goodwill. And you might say, "Well, hey, Joel, I'm not in a position where I can just go out and do everything for free." And I'm just from the movement standpoint, and what our intentions were with this podcast to create a movement. We built a foundation. Our motives or as pure as they possibly could be, because we don't do any advertising, we don't monetize it in any way. Right. And it's end user focused. It's all about them and wow. very little about us. Anything that's that. about us, it's, it's like, hey, come through our lens for a minute here so that we can help you. And at the mm. end of the day, people know that this is to help people. And then mm. we also, one other thing that we do well on every episode, we encourage people to share. Listen, we're not charging any money. There's no, there's no price for admission here. But, Here's your fee. Your fee is tell at least one person if you got value from this podcast. So we have a lot of word of mouth because we actually deliver really good content. The other thing that's creating a movement is make sure your product is good. 
Yeah, no one's right. going to spread. No one's going yeah. to spread word of mouth if if there's nothing to for them to talk about. Right? It's kind of like a it's kind of like a book. It, you know, they say work hard for your reader because if you're if you work hard for your reader, your reader will go sell your book. They will right. pass it along to others. And the same thing with the podcast. You know, as we're talking about tribes, one of the main thoughts that comes to mind for me is I can't build my tribe off of what we're all against. You know, this is not, if you build your tribe on the negative, mm-hmm. when the negative goes away, we have nothing in common. Right. We're building our tribe around what we're all for. Right. So I love that you uh, listed the, the the pillars because we're all for patience and we're all for perseverance. And we're all, we're all building off our motives and authenticity. These are all things that will last forever. Right. They're not wishy-washy. They're not going to change but right. based upon who the president is. Right, and, and the end result the right of things. all of that, you put these five Ps in practice, you're going to live a life of impact, and that's what we're all for. We want to make more that's impact. Awesome. We want to make a difference. We we want to be the ones who are making a difference, and, and we say it in our mission. We also have a mission statement, right? So we have a mission that people buy in. Every episode, in the beginning of the episode, we share the mission statement. Some people who have listened to all 80-some episodes that we've recorded have heard it 80-some times. Right. Some people who are brand new, they hear about what we're all about right. the first time that they listen. That's we never leave it out because it's so important. Here's our vision. Here's our mission. Here's what we're all about. And at wow. the end of that statement is so you could so that you're making a difference. That's awesome. In your family, in your career, and in the world around you. Making that's what everybody wants to feel significant. Everyone wants to make a difference, right? So that's awesome. We are giving people exactly what they're looking for. Mm. It's branded in a way that people understand it. It has pillars and a strong foundation. And then we're encouraging people to, hey, remember, this is all about you. And guess what? If you want to help impact more people, simplest way you can do that is share the podcast. I love that. There's there's a built-in encouragement for word of mouth sharing and and email sharing and social sharing and all that stuff. It's huge because what we're talking about, and I hope everybody's understand, we're talking about building a movement and what you just gave are key ingredients that you have to add in to building a movement. I want to talk to you about why do you think most people don't succeed? You talked about the statistic of how many businesses fail before they ever get to the LLC paperwork. Mm-hmm. Why don't most leaders succeed? A, a lot of inspiration, a lot of information, but what is the gap between good and great? Why don't most people get to a, a place of success in their whatever company, whatever category, whatever field of work they're in? What would you say is the gap between being good to great and, and getting success? I think most, a couple of things. Most people underestimate how hard it's going to be from the beginning. So they right. go into it with an unrealistic right. expectation on how quickly they're going to see success. And when that doesn't happen, because the expectations are wrong, when that doesn't happen, they give up. The second thing that I think why most people don't succeed is uh, a lack of self-belief. People are not bought in to their true potential. They look at their surroundings. They see what, how far did my parents get in life or my brothers mm. and sisters and my cousins and other people that I know uh, the, who, who are, you know, even my friends. If no one else is busted through the ceiling, what makes me think that I'm going to, Great. you know? And then they, they start to buy everyone else's story and everyone else's what they've settled for as 
hey, that's the ceiling for me. I come from this town. This is what people in this town end up achieving. This is most people end up working here. Most people end up doing here. Very few people go to college. And I can't even tell you of a, of a successful person that came from the neighborhood that I came from. And they start to believe instead of being the ones that believe like, hey, I can break the mold. Right. They believe that what the average of everything else around them is must be the average for them. But when I go and, and, and you know, for you to have me on here, most people are probably aware of this. As a born again Christian, I go to the Word of God, and I say, "Well, what does God say about Love me? it?" Oh, okay. Well, you you could do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You are more than a conqueror. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Right? These are all things that most people are not anchoring into when they think about who they are. Right. But I can go to all those promises that God gave me and who he says I am. And if I really anchor there, then I can believe I can start, I can do something significant in life. Mm. I can, I can be successful and it's not for a personal thing, but again, impact. Why am I building these businesses? Why am I growing this? Why are we, because we have opportunity to give back. I'm able to sow a, a, a a portion of my proceeds into churches like Zoe and, and our friend Stephen Furtick and other churches that I support. I'm able to help kids with life-threatening illnesses through the Make-A-Wish Foundation, right. which we're the largest donor in the state of Texas to Make-A-Wish. We also donate a meal for every order that comes in through No Kid Hungry and share our strength. We've now donated over 5 million meals. That's 5 million meals to kids who need them, who are otherwise don't know where their next meal is coming from. That's the type of impact that you can have. And I and also believe that's one of the reasons why my business has been blessed. Yes, we have the marketing in place and all these things, but like longevity in business, man, I mean, you can have everything right and it's still difficult to really right. like soar for 10 years, 20 years. And for me to be running a successful business for over a decade, going on to 15 years in business now, I truly believe that, again, my authenticity, my pure motives, uh, and all those, and the patience of perseverance is what will get you there in, in the first. But to stay there, man, you got to have those other pillars in place. You got to have those pure motives, and you have to Absolutely. be willing to say, hey, this is way more, this is so much more than me running a business. So I can become rich, I can become wealthy, that I would I could go buy flashy cars and all that. And, not, and that's not saying that if you work hard that you can't enjoy nice things. Right. It's just saying where where are you focused? Are you are you inward focused? Is this are you running all these things and doing these things? And is your vision from the get-go? Also, another reason why I think most people don't succeed is your motives are totally wrong. <laughs> it's it you start this off and it's so all true. about it's all about you instead of being me. all about them. When it becomes all about them. Now, people can see that and people can yep. read into it, right? And when it becomes all about them, then what are you going to do? You're going to have the best product. You're not going yep. to sit there and worry about cutting corners for, pro yep. for profit margins and all that stuff. You're saying, hey, I want to create a product that's actually going to help people. Right. And whatever it costs within reason, we're going to, we want to make premium level products. We're going to have a premium service. I'm not going to just say, hey, how can, how can I make this as cheaply as possible to be as junky as possible, the cost is, is be as inexpensive as possible so that when I can – and how can my marketing be uh, so exaggerated that I can charge $100 for something that costs me 50 cents to make, right? It's just – why? So I can get rich. Uh, if that is your motive, there's a few – now, are there outliers, right? Or is there exceptions Who have to the done rule? well, right? yeah, of course. Yeah, right. There, there always will be, but I, I don't. I've never seen an exception to the rule for the long, long term. I've never long seen term. a lifetime. I've never seen a lifetime exception to the rule. 
I agree. I've seen temporary ones that will pop yeah. in every now and again, but never long term. Joel, talk to me. And I love everything that you're saying about that's really how you achieve and get to greatness. How do you attract greatness? How have you been able to attract great people? Because I think everybody, you know, has to wrestle their motives, has to get you know the marketing down, has to understand the, the how hard it's going to cost you to work and all those kind of things. But you know, in leadership, it's like you finally get to that place. And you've dealt with your motives, you've dealt with, you know, uh, your attitude, and your character, and you've got a great product and all that. How do you attract great people around you? How have you been able to do that? So this is, you know, we talk about, um, we have a mastermind group and we try to identify what everyone's superpower is, you know, and say, hey, what are you great at? So we can help share that with others, what you bring to the table that's your superpower. Um and for me, I think the, one of my superpowers has been attracting great people and building my network. And that's one major reason why I'm sitting here and have a conversation with you, right? Because I have lots of friends who are, you know, considered to be influential people. And how do you attract people like that? How do you become friends with people like that, right? And I'm going to be really, really simple answer and solution. But I'm telling you, this is it. It's not any more complicated than this. But at the same time, what I'm about to tell you, it may, may be one of the hardest things for, most, for some people because it, it, for a lot of people, it's not the inherent thing for them to do. And here it is. Show up. Show Very up. Good. Be consistent. Serve. Show up that's and it. serve. That's, that's, that's really it. When I reached out to you and, um, you know, through another mutual contact, and why would, why would they even bother connecting us in the first place, right? If I didn't have any value to their life, it's because of all the value that I put into that person. And then they want to connect me with somebody else because like, hey, Joel, we have, you know, you heard of go-getters, right? We, right. we have, well, the term that we use is go-giver. Mm. I'm really going to get, I'm really going to get after it. I'm really going to give it all I got. I'm really going to put the pedal to the metal to try and grow these different initiatives. Right. But at the same time, when I'm getting introduced and connected with other people, it's all about the value that I can give them. Mm. And the more uh, you should express, it says you can't outgive the universe. And you know, I say you can't outgive God. Right? Can't outgive just, God. Yeah, yeah, I like it. It's you. You are never going to be like, oh, you're too generous. That's, that's going to backfire on you. You know, like never. I've never seen it happen. So what I do in relationships, it's always about what can I do for you. I'm never going to yep. take a phone call and say. Hey, can you help me with this? And I don't even know the person, right? Right. I right. give the example of, I say, every time you initiate a new relationship, hmm. you open up a goodwill bank account with that person. And there is no funds in it. There is no money in it at the start. Hmm. Somebody's got to be the first one to make a deposit yep. to even have some funds to ever withdraw in there, right? Hmm. And I always make sure I'm the first one to make a deposit in there. And then I go and make another deposit, and then I go and make another deposit, and then pretty soon I got a, good, a nice little stash in there with that person. And then when I need a favor or some way that they can assist me, what do you think happening? I'll make a little withdrawal. But like I put $10,000 in there right, over, right, over right, time. Right, right, right. What, what I have tried to do and what I think I've been really good at is my motto in relationships is always provide more value than the other person. 
And then I meet somebody who's kind of like me and similar to me, and we always try to outdo each other, right? Yeah. <laughs> but and, and, and it's like competitive goodness, you know? I it's, love that. It's all, all I'm trying to do is I never want to ask for more than I've given. That's it. Because if I do, now I'm overdrawn. On that Goodwill bank account, now I'm overdrawn. What happened? I'm bouncing a check, right? I don't want to bounce checks in my relationships. I want to have plenty of funds in there so that if I need something, if I if I need to call in a favor or whatever, and I say, hey, Chad, can you help me with this? Then then you have a record of all the times I've shown up for you, right. of all the times where you brought something to my attention. And I said, okay, I know a guy. Or, okay, hey, get access to this. I'll give you access to, you know, to this training that we we have about that. Or, okay, there's a need for the church. I'm in. So he's there. And then I say, hey, Chad, you know, I've got your help on this event. I need speaker available. Here's the dates. What are you think you're going to say to me? Yes, absolutely. Be there, right? Because I've already sold so much value into this relationship that you want to show up for me. Right. In return, it's reciprocal. And you operate in a very similar way anyway. So strive in relationships to be the one who gives the most value. That's it. If you if you if you outgive the other person, you know, and and now you may say, Well, Joel, I tried that. I got burned by so and so. I just gave and gave and gave, and they never did anything back. It's not a hundred percent foolproof because you're dealing with other human beings. Right, right, and right. It, it's never going to be 100%. But as a rule, in general, mm-hmm. if you show up and serve and you strive to outgive in relationships, that's right. It's always going to come back to you many, many always. times over. It's always, you're going to get that, uh, that intro that you needed from that connection. Like, I'm constantly being introduced to new people because I've also made so many introductions to other people. That's right. But guess what? It, it all comes around. And then, hey, next thing you know, I got a Chad Veach who's in my circle now. So that when somebody else needs a connection, I think Chad's a perfect guy. I can make that connection. But right. how did that connection come in the first place? Because somebody said, hey, Joel's provided a lot of value to me. And I think, Chad, you should know. You should know That's Joel. It. Right? And then next it. to, and it's, and it's, it's a cycle, but it's one of those good cycles, not a vicious cycle. It's a, it's a, right. it's a cycle that you know one thing feeds the other, and it's all positive goodness, and everyone's there with a servant heart. So show up and serve and actually, and here's the last piece of advice I can give on this. Actually do what you say you're going to do. <laughs> yes. And if you do that, listen, Huge. if you show up and the, if you show up with your hands extended to give instead of your hands out to receive, if that's how you show up to be in relationships, Hey man, what can I do for you? How can I serve you? Tell me about what you got going on. Oh, I know a guy who can help you with that. If, if you don't mind, like, I think I can refer you to something that could really help with that. You know, sure. Yeah, I'll take some help. Absolutely. Right. You show up and you to serve with your hands out how you can give. And then you follow through on what you say you're going to do. You will be in the top 1% of, of anyone that that person interacts with. 100%. Because most people take the opposite approach. What can you do for me? What have you done for me lately? And then... I'm going to tell you I'm going to do something, and then three weeks later, I'm still waiting for that intro, or, hey, you said you were going to help out here. You didn't even show up, right? And, like, that's that's the average. That's what right. most people are, are bringing to the table. So if right. you do these simple things, are, relatively speaking, but if you can show up and give and then do what you say you're going to do, you, 
you're no longer playing average anymore. You're like a standout. You're like, That's wow, right. that guy's amazing. You know, and uh, it's, it's, I always tell people, it's really easy to stand out today because so many people are blending in. Man. I, I, another thing I think that's really big uh, around this idea is the truth that I cannot attract what I am not. Mm-hmm. So I like what you're talking about, putting the pillars in your life, because once you've determined your mission, <clears throat> your vision, and another big word, what you're talking about is values. Once you've determined your why and your values, then you start to go, you know what, I can attract other people around me that are on this level, but it's the law of attraction. I can't attract greatness right. until I am great. Right. I can't attract people that are generous until I'm generous. If and 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 it's kind of like a competition now. Who's going to take care of the other person more? Who's going to help the other person more? Encourage the other person more? But it's like that's a like mindset. That's a like right. spirit. And so again, just like all of leadership, it goes back to me working on me. So that I can surround myself with other people that are also working on themselves, and so yeah. And let me share this quick story about how I got started in the industry that I'm in, uh, or or at least the, the original industry that I that I came in, which was fitness publishing, self publishing. Because um, there's going to be a lot of people who listen to this and say, "Okay, I can't come, Joel, with my hands out to give because I don't really have much to give." You know, I just <laughs> there's there's just not a whole lot from like how am I going to get that person's ear? How am I going to sh- show up and uh, like make a great connection when like, whoa, I'm just little old me, you know, like I don't have a whole lot to offer here. Like right. maybe one day I will, but re- as it is right now, just like I work a regular job and I'm just a regular Joe. And right. that's who I was in the beginning. I was mm. coming off of teaching high school. That was my first job out of college, which I did for four years. And I wanted to get, and while I was writing articles for magazines and stuff like that, I wanted to be an author. I had a a traditionally published book that I actually did had a, a very nice advance on, but it didn't pan out in the bookstores. And I was facing with having to go back to teaching. And I said, man, that is, I just don't feel like that is for me long-term. I feel like there's more for me that God's calling me into a different room when I have large scale impact and, and health and fitness. What do I need to do? So then I learned about this self-publishing. Well, if the book publisher couldn't uh, figure it out, then maybe if I take this myself, I self-publish, I learn marketing then I can have this thing take off and maybe I can, you know, make a full-time income off of it. That's, that's all I want to do was to replace my teaching income doing something I was passionate about. And I made a list of 20 people that I wanted to connect with. They were all the top names in fitness self-publishing. They were selling one of, one of the guys sold like 2 million copies of his ebook. Okay. I reached out to that individual who was the number one best-selling author in self-published health and fitness information, a multimillionaire. And I started with his support desk. And I said, hey, and I used what leverage I did have, which was uh, I was on the Men's Fitness Advisory Board and I had some connections to magazines. They made me no money, <laughs> but it was like I still had that connection. So think about what connections and what, uh, what do, do you have. What do you have? And, and – I was able to interview him for men's fitness and that started the relationship. And then I said, listen, I'm really interested in the self-publishing stuff. And I know you're the best at it. Probably get a lot of people that want to pick your brain or whatever, but I'm not here to ask. I'm here to serve. I would love to, I'm like, I'm sure you've got plenty of, you got a large email list. You've got plenty of people replying to these emails and customer service and all of that. I would love to answer customer service tickets for you. 
for free if I could just simply watch what's going on and maybe ask a question here and there. I promise I'm, wow. it's not going to be anything to where like, I'm, I'm taking loads of your time. So I answered customer service tickets for this individual for free. And I started to become friends with the guy, right? Because I showed up, I'd ask questions. And next thing you Show know, up. I'm working on my own. I was working on my own product. And then he made me a couple other introductions and let them know what I was doing, what I was working on. And then I launched, when I launched my ebook, it was the same book that flopped in the bookstores, same exact book, repackaged with a different name. And I had to rewrite most of it because they owned the word for word transcript of that book. But I turned it into a multimedia course, some audio, some video, and some PDF manuals. Same program, though. And we did the biggest launch in health and fitness history. And it all started with that guy who I answered customer service tickets, who then Come introduced on. me to other people. And then it snowballed into. And what did That's I have awesome. to offer him? Very little, very time. little that I had to offer him. Right, <laughs> right. Time, work ethic, show him that yeah. I'm serious, show yeah. up and actually do what I said I was going to do. Now, if I said, hey, uh, Mike, I'll answer customer service tickets for you. And then he sent me an email and said, okay, I'm going to set you up with you know my customer service director and they'll get you started and all this. And then I didn't follow through. What do you think would have happened? Nothing. I'd, probably, I'd still be teaching. <laughs> still right? be teaching, it's, right. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's because I, I, said I made an offer that could provide value, as simple as it was, and I followed through. I did what I was going to do, and I did it with excellence. Come I on. answered every single one of those tickets as if they were my customer, and I wanted to have the best impact. And I'm sure that, that you know when he reviewed and talked to his customer service manager and said, hey, how's Joel doing? How's he performing? And they said, man, he really puts his heart and soul into every single reply that goes to, to the customers. We're blessed to have him on the team. It's awesome. It's awesome. Well, I want to so say thank you. i just say that because there's a lot of people who are, who are probably thinking, listen, man, I get it. And where you're at now, you have a lot to offer a lot of people. So you show up and give. I get it. But, but where I'm where I'm at, right. where do how can I do that? Yeah. That's how. That's, that's how you it. do it. Well, I again I know we started off by saying this, but I want to say thank you because I really do learn a lot from you. I'm inspired by uh where you're at now, but the but the but the history and the steps, the risk taking that you've had to make to get there and really the the foundation of your life the character um is just tremendous and i think you know for, i work in the church space i i'm i'm selling the gospel and um and trying to be the best leader i can become and so i'm always inspired to hear stories about work ethic because i think sometimes in the church world in in my field of work people can over spiritualize and want to hide behind you know, quoting a scripture, it just takes hard work. Jesus was so busy. John said he didn't have time to eat. They didn't have time to stop and eat. He was working. Okay, he was he was aware that virtue was leaving his life, but he was very, very uh, uh, diligent and faithful with his life. Jesus, the greatest leader ever walked the face of the earth. So, um, and, he, and he attracted greatness. People that didn't think, think that these guys were great. Jesus knew that there was greatness inside of them. That's great leadership. You could see greatness inside of others when others can't even see it in themselves. Um, but I love listening to you talk about leadership, your your path, and everyone that's listening. All the leaners need to go check out Born to Impact uh, podcast. It is tremendous. Joe, I want you to give one last thought, one last piece of advice 
to younger leaders, entrepreneurs, business leaders on this on this podcast of going, here's the one thing I want you to think about today. Yeah. What is that one thing? Well, well, something that you mentioned to me earlier and just mentioned again was risk-taking. So I do have a thought on risk-taking that I like to end because a lot right. of people think, hey, you know, I, I see what you did, but man, you had to risk a lot to get there. And I agree with that in a way, but I, I heard a great businessman. I can't even remember who it was, but the quote stuck with me. I remember the quote more than I remember the, the person who said it. But they were being interviewed, and they're an entrepreneur. And they said somebody said something about entrepreneurs are the greatest risk takers. You know, they 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 put it all on the line, but they reap the biggest rewards. And they said, here's the thing: everyone on the outside looks at entrepreneurs and thinks, "Whoa, that's risky." Like, but man, you, you, you're taking all these calculated risks, but man, they're like, it's a lot of risk involved there. And to the entrepreneur, because they have so much self-belief, they don't feel it as risky at all. <laughs> to entrepreneurs, they don't even think about risk. They're just like, okay, this is common sense. Like, this is like, yeah, oh, sure, I guess. <laughs> right. it, like, I, I guess it might not. There's, there's some potential that this doesn't work out, but if I work hard and I continue and I persevere, like, 99 out of 100 times this is going to work out it's going to work so exactly just shift how you're thinking about risk and look at it through the lens of what do you really believe about yourself what your capabilities are and i guarantee you we talked about perseverance before and i'll end with this i have never seen an individual who have tried their hardest persevered through every obstacle did everything they can to find solutions and they never made it I've never once witnessed it. Same. Some people may take a little bit longer than others. Right. Some people might have to be work a little bit harder than others. But I guarantee you, if you stay the course and you continue, I just had my good friend, Jamie Lima, on my podcast. She sold her makeup company that she started in her living room to L'Oreal for $1.2 billion. Her story and this is the most recent episode of Born to Impact that's published was published yesterday. So, Chad, by the time this airs, this will be available. I encourage you to go listen to it if you have any issues about self-belief. This is a woman who built a company from her living room, was almost Ooh. bankrupt like eight or nine times, was told by QVC 40, 50 times over the course of four years that her product was not a good fit, and then was called by the president and said, listen – Appreciate your tenacity, but this is the final time that we're saying this. You're not a good fit. <laughs> You're not a good fit for QVC. Please approach somebody else who you may be a good, good fit for. Don't send us any more samples. We're good. Wow. Fast forward, her staying the course, really believes her product belongs on QVC, caught a break at a trade show, end up getting a 10-minute segment on QVC, and the rest of the story tells itself she's the number one selling product on QVC all time. All time. All time. Every every that. product, every category. <laughs> every product, every category. I and love she was it. told by QVC that she <laughs> w- that it was never gonna fit. She was turned down by Ulta and Mac and all these other makeup stores and all these department stores and Nordstrom's that she can never get in. She's the number one luxury beauty makeup brand in the world. Okay. And her the first four years was like most people would have quit after six months of dealing with that, what right. she dealt with. But look at what she was able to build. Now, she gives back. She has charities. She's a philanthropist. She's doing all these amazing things. The amount of impact that she had. She just had a book that just released, which I'm sure is going to sell hundreds of thousands, if not millions of copies. And her heart is to serve and help people. 
And it's always been from the, the fact that she believed in her product from day one. But that's a story there. And again, listen to the episode and, and, and you'll be encouraged by it. I've never met anybody who stayed the course, who persevered and didn't get there. So just realize, start believing in yourself a lot more. Great. Because when you recognize that what the scripture says is that you can do all things through Christ's strength. It's not just, it's not just a verse that's like, oh, it sounds good from the pulpit. There's no, there's no verses like that in the Bible. It's either true Great. or it's not true. And if we believe that this book is true, okay, I'll take the salvation part, but that whole I can do all things part, no, I'm not, I'm not going to take that. Mm. You can't pick and choose what you're going to believe in the Bible. It's great. If you're saved by grace, you better believe that you can do all things at the same time. And when, right. you, and, and when you do have that level of belief, you start looking at risk a different way. That's awesome. I mean, I would right now, if we were in a church service, everybody stand to their feet, go crazy, worship team would come up, we sing a song right there. That that was worth the whole thing right there. What a great story. And uh, I just really want to thank you. Everybody go check out Born to Impact podcast, more like-minded leaders leaning into the subject of leadership to try and get a little bit better. Joel, we love you. Go catch the Lombardi trophy from Tom <laughs> and celebrate the Super Bowl victory. I love you, man. I hope you come out to LA love soon, you, or I hope I'm in Tampa soon. All right, buddy. Always love talking to you. And I hope uh, we were able to shed some insight and some value into the leaners out there, all the leaners out there. Keep leaning. <laughs> come on, baby. Lean with it. Brock with it. <laughs> all right, man. Love we that. love you, bro. We'll talk soon. Okay. Love you too, buddy.